Chatterbox World. This is Suzanne from SuzanneDecree.com, and with me, of course, on this beautiful Wednesday night, we have the most lovely and the most talented Liz Tapia, the Dark Angel from DarkBeautyMusic.com. Hello, Suzanne, and hello to our listeners out there. Hello, Liz, and welcome everyone to Chatterbox episode The Hostesses with the Mostesses. Ooh, I like that. I like the way you said that. I know, right? <laughs> so, we decided that this week we would have a little bit of fun. I know, you guys are so used to us being serious all the time, but no, we're not normally always serious. Well, this is true this is true we do have just a little bit of a silly streak in us just a tiny bit just a teeny tiny little bit so we decided that we would pick three random and hopefully surprising facts about well us to share with you this lovely lovely evening Well, this sounds like it's going to be quite interesting indeed. And I hope this is going to be fun for people to learn about us as well. Just a couple of new little facts that we're going to throw out there. Just a couple of things. So, Liz, why don't you start us off? All right. Let's see. Things that people don't really know about me. How about this one? A lot of people don't know that I was born in Argentina. Yes, in Buenos Aires, Argentina. That is where I come from. That's where the dark angel was born. And I came here when I was really, really young, which is why I don't have any kind of an accent because I did learn English at the very young age of around four. Well, actually, I was already working on my English, believe it or not, when I was really young, because I was watching The Sound of Music and all of those uh, American shows and things that my parents would let me watch. And, and I was actually singing The Sound of Music when I was about two years old. My mother said that I sang it all the time. I would sing the Do, Re, Mi repertoire when I was about two years old. And she said I just sang it all the time. It was just one of my favorite songs to sing and it just kind of stuck with me. So I was, I've been working on my English since I was wee wee little. And I also used to speak Spanish, Italian, and I think a little bit of French at the time. So today I still, of course, speak some Spanish and I mostly speak English, but I do understand Spanish fluently. And I do also understand a good bit of Italian and some French. So, um, if you guys hear me Englishing, that's probably why, because sometimes I <laughs> maybe mix up a word here or there. But for the most part, I think I get my point across. I can ask my word police, Suzanne. <laughs> She'll tell you. I can. I can do this. I can do this. All right. My turn. Uh, some of you may know that Brian Ziegler 
aka the other half of Dark Beauty. Uh, and I went to school at the Fart Inst- I mean Art Institute of Pittsburgh <laughs> way back in the early 90s. Uh, we were actually in the same class. We were in the music video business scam uh, class. Class. Oh, no. And uh, we, we actually got to play a couple of songs together because, of course, we had recording classes in this. So we always had some kind of studio project to get on. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I did way back then was uh, I got to play bass on Homie's Got the Verb. <laughs> Homie's Got the Verb? Homie's Got the Verb. I feel like we need to play a little clip of that. <laughs> I don't know if it's still in existence. <laughs> oh, that would be really fun. I bet you Brian could find it. I'll bet you he could. He probably, he probably could. could. He probably still has it. But uh, no, I do not possess a copy of Homie's Got the Verb, sadly. Because, you know, me and bass, I'm not really a bassist. Not not really a bassist. I kind of sound, when I play bass, I kind of sound like a guitarist who's playing bass. You know. <laughs> I think the crazier part of this is that you guys actually went to school together. So this is really, this is interesting because Suzanne and I sort of came together working through Dark Beauty. And that's, you know, we found each other, as many of you know, and those of you who don't Mm -hmm. know, through social media. And we became instant friends and we connected right away. And then we started working together on the Dark Beauty side. And then... Shortly after that, realizing that, oh my goodness, they actually went to school together. And Suzanne mm-hmm. said, hey, that guy in the video, <laughs> tell them that story because that was so funny. We were, I was watching some dark beauty videos. I was doing my homework, you know, seeing what was what with the dark beauty stuff. And now I, I don't know how many of you have ever met Brian, um, but, uh, and I'm probably going to embarrass him with this, but he'll be fine. He'll get over it. I'll bring him wine and coffee when I show up next time. Um, but Brian <laughs> has the prettiest blue eyes. He's got gorgeous, gorgeous blue eyes. He's going to blush when he hears this. I know, right? So I was sitting watching the videos and of course, I mean, it's 20 years later at this point, almost, right? 90, 1990, we're looking at 2013, 2014. It's like 20 years. So of course, neither one of us looked as we did back in school, but I saw the eyes and I went, I know those eyes. <laughs> I, know I went those to school eyes. with him and I'm talking <laughs> on the phone to Liz. I'm like, your guitarist, the one in the video, did he go to the art Institute? <laughs> oh, that was so funny. I, I can't even believe it when it was, when it turned out to be that these two had gone to school together. I thought, what a small world this is. And here we are, here we are, working together. Absolutely, here we are, back together again. Um, And Liz, I believe that takes us to another one of your your fun facts. Hmm, Let's see, another fun fact. Okay, here's something that I don't think I've ever posted this on my page, and if I have, it was probably so long ago that I don't think anybody on my page right now would would have ever seen it, but I actually worked as a flight attendant for, uh, I'm not going to mention who the airline is, but uh, I actually worked for two airlines as, let's see, one job was as a reservation base agent, 
And that was pretty interesting, but that was a long, long, long time ago. And then my last airline job was as a flight attendant. And this is something that most people don't know. I don't, I don't think I've ever posted this, but uh, that was a lot of fun. And I can tell you taking the jump seat for the first time, I remember graduating and going through the training and everything. And uh, what was really cool was I won an award. Can you believe it? I actually won an award. It was crazy. Uh, and it was for the like the most positive, the most helpful or something like that. And my mom's got it hanging up at home, which is really cool. I gave it to her so she could put on her wall. And it was really, really, really an interesting program, uh, interesting training to, to go through. And, you know, getting on the plane for the first time as a flight attendant as opposed to just a passenger was the craziest experience for me because I was so excited about it. And the first time I actually flew while I was working uh, was in the back galley. So that was a blast. I mean, just sitting backwards and taking off is just such a complete different feeling from, you know, the normal way that you sit on a plane. So, uh, yeah, I've had amazing experiences. I mean, I've traveled pretty much all over the world. I did, I worked for an airline that um, mainly flew international flights and it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I got to experience a lot of amazing things, made a lot of friends, traveled the world. I mean, truly it is a spectacular job to have if uh, if anybody is able to, uh, if you're not more interested in chasing, <laughs> if you're not exactly, but it, it was, it really was a lot of fun, but it's not something that I could see myself doing for too much of a long time. I mean, I got to be honest with you. I don't know how those flight attendants do it for year after year. I mean, for as many years as they do it, it was exhausting me. I was, I was doing so much international flying. I was practically living in Germany and it, it almost felt like I was, you know, kind of coming in the opposite way for a layover here in New Jersey. And it was just really crazy. Um, but that was a lot of fun. And so that's something that I don't think anybody knows about me. Um, how about you, Suzanne? Oh, we're going back to New York. Ah, <laughs> ah another New York story. Good Settle New down, York. kids. Settle down, buckle in, because here buckle comes the New York story. We've got another New York story. Okay, so I had uh, friends coming in from Pittsburgh to visit us in New York, and I was terribly excited because it was the last time that Carol Burnett was going to show up on Broadway. I love uh, Carol Burnett. I love. I know, right? Carol Burnett's one of the reasons I play guitar. Okay, go figure that one out because it's a different story. Um, but yeah, I was going to say that one doesn't make any sense to me, but it's okay. We'll just go with it. We'll just we're just going to go with that. So I'm like really excited. So I get tickets for everybody six rows back from the stage, just right of center stage. I mean, Carol Burnett is so close. I could touch her if it wouldn't be kind of illegal and creepy. But aside from that, the one friend that that's living there in New York uh, decides to go out partying the night before. So the original plan was that we were all going to skip breakfast, eat a really big lunch, go to the afternoon matinee, and then just kind of figure out what we were doing after that. Probably not much after that day. So we wake up the next morning and lo and behold, 
This one friend that decided to go out the night before is nowhere to be found. Nobody can find her. Nobody can get a hold of her. Nobody can reach her on the phone, what have you. So we're waiting around and we're waiting around and we're waiting around and we're trying to get a hold of her. And it, it gets to the point where we're going to have to start changing what our plans were. Now, keep in mind, none of us have eaten breakfast. So we're approaching the lunching hour and we finally hear from her. Well, she ended up in downtown Tribeca or Lower East Side or something. Somewhere that was absolutely nowhere near where we lived in Brooklyn. So, we ended up traipsing over to the apartment that she stayed at that night. Uh, bearing in mind, again, none of us have eaten yet. We are too late at this point to grab lunch before we head to the show. So we head directly to the matinee. I'm figuring, okay, I'm getting hungry at this point. At intermission, we head up to see if they've got snacks or something to kind of hold us over. No, but they do have Captain and Coke. Uh, of course. <laughs> so, I mean, in lieu of actual food, why not down a couple of Captain and Cokes, right? Well, right. of course. I mean, doesn't uh, everybody do that? <laughs> of course. You know, and I mean, it's what, only been 24 hours since any of us have eaten anything, so... What damage could a couple of Captain and Cokes do? So we finish up the show. Again, you know, we head down to the restaurant that we were supposed to head down to uh, for lunch. And of course, it's dinner time in the city at a theme restaurant. Hmm. Lines out the door. Like, you know, we're we're doing like a 45-minute, hour-long wait, but you can belly up to the bar in the meantime. Okay. Of course. <laughs> like, huh. Mudslides. Mudslides sound good. Now, for those of you not familiar with a mudslide, uh, Kahlua, fairly strong liquor. Vodka, of course a strong liquor. And Bailey's Irish Cream, again, fairly strong liquor. This sounds yummy. <laughs> oh my goodness, they're delicious. They are. I actually, I'm a fan of the mudslide myself. So... I, at the bar, waiting for a table for an hour, probably four or five mudslides on top of the rum and Cokes that I've had on top of the no food that I've had. Yeah, this is not sounding like it's going in the right direction. <laughs> oh, no. Here it's it going comes. Straight, it's going straight down to the B train. So we sit oh. down finally, and we're, we finally start getting some food in our system. And I switch back to, I think, rum and coke at that point, or maybe white Russians. Eh, I don't know. The, the evening started getting a little fuzzy at that point. Gee, you think? So, <laughs> just a little fuzzy. Just a tad. Just a tad. So we finish dinner. We walk out of the restaurant. Fortunately, we walk out of the restaurant, and the subway station is right there, right in front of the doors. So... We start walking down the stairs to the subway. I did make it about halfway down the stairs before I did a perfect shoulder roll down the rest of the stairs, landed on my butt, and apparently popped right back up and went, I'm okay. Oh, are you kidding me or what? <laughs> Absolutely not. So uh, the one friend, the one friend that caused the whole debacle by not being where she was supposed to be, is like running down the platform going, I don't know you. I've oh got, my goodness. I've got Melcina laughing at me going, you just rolled down cement stairs. 
Oh my God. I have to ask how many steps were there? Um, I don't remember exactly well, how of many course steps you I don't. rolled down because, you know. <laughs> because you were plastered. Um, <laughs> and I was rolling. I mean, oh my goodness. So the next morning we're all waking up and all of the friends who did not, who were not at my apartment were calling me and going, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, why? So apparently I was so drunk that rolling down cement subway stairs did not hurt me. Weren't you bruised? No. Mm-mm. Wow. I, I was perfectly fine. <laughs> you just bounced right back up and said, I, ta-da! Pretty much. Pretty much. And now for my next trick. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Oh, Suzanne, so, that is so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> is it not, though? And she oh, lives my. to tell the tale. And I live to tell the tale. I mean, the fact that I am still alive after half of what I did in New York is, I mean, that's just amazing in and of itself. Uh, oh, my so. goodness. You are too funny. That is crazy. So that is actually one of the more amusing stories from New York. Uh, these subway stair stories. And I don't know what I, it is with you in New York, but <laughs> there's just there's a lot of drama coming out when it comes to lot, you and New York. I hate New York. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, um, I believe that takes us right about to our favorite time of the podcast. <gasps> Commercial time. Do, 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 do. Roll yes. that beautiful bean footage. Or maybe not. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. And, well, this is Ronald Reagan. And when, and when we, we get, get together, together we, we like, like to listen to, listen to Chatterbox, Chatterbox, the fantastic podcast starring Liz Tapia, the dark angel from darkbeautymusic.com, and Suzanne Decree, the guitarist from suzannedecree.com. So, so get, get yourself, yourself a, a lily jelly pad and, and go, go to chatterboxrocks.com. Yeah! It's wonderful. Don't you love it when somebody makes an appearance on our podcast? It's always so much fun. You gotta love it. And those half the time, we don't even know who it is. You know, you just never know who's gonna pop in here. And what a nice surprise. All right, so getting back to fun facts about your two hostesses with the mostesses. Let's see. Um, here's a real fun fact that I have. Also, another thing that I haven't posted on my page and most people don't know is I used to produce an event in New York City. Ah, speaking of New York City, going back, going back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to produce an event called Jambalaya, the event for all artists. And yeah, that I was... used to produce an event in New York called Rolling Down the Subway Stairs. <laughs> Your sounds like more fun than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this was this was uh, this was quite quite the event, and I did it for oh, for years. I actually ended up producing, I think it was a total of like ten events, and it started out pretty small. And I remember uh, the first event that we had; it was sort of like this test event I was doing, and I had all these different artists coming, uh, you know, to perform and. 
there was a modeling show and just a, a bunch of different types of acts that I had for the night. And I had no idea how packed, how jam-packed the room was going to get and how many people had invited so many people to come out. And it was a huge success. We The room was jam-packed. And if you would have seen it, it's like... It, it was just incredible that this was my very first event that I was producing and I was able to get this many people, you know, uh, to come together for this. And it was tremendous support and the artists were great. We had, uh, we had belly dancers, we had, um, we had a couple of singers, we had a comedian, we had a really fun modeling show and it was it was great. It was a lot of fun. Any subway stairs? <laughs> no subway stairs. But I Just did. Checking. Yeah, but here's my story. Talk about stairs. I went up to the stage and I was doing some announcements. And they had this, the stage had, a, you know, one of those stairs, uh, those steps that you sort of like push up to the stage. It's not connected to the stage. Mm. And it was really wobbly. And I remember walking up and my foot went in between the stage and the stairs and I fell. So I, like I sort of fell, like I fell, you know, one side and then I was able to get myself up quickly. But when I tell you the amount of pain that I was, when I took that stage, I was in so much pain because I really hurt myself, but I didn't want anybody to know it. So I just grinned and and bared it the whole time. And I got up there and, you know, just did my thing and you should have had a couple mudslides first. <laughs> I didn't even have any mudslides. This was just oh natural. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, see, at least you had an excuse. Mine was just you know just getting up the steps and whoops, there she goes. Um, and hey, at least I fell down the stairs. I did not fall up the stairs. <laughs> I that, falling up the stairs takes talent. That, that well, but you know what? I should win the award for that one because. You're right. I mean, it was just, I couldn't believe that I actually fell. And I could hear the audience going, you know, just gasping. But I I was okay. I mean, well, I played it that I was okay, but I was really, really in a lot of pain. But that being said, I mean, after that, you know, everything was fine and got through the night. And anyway, that one first event just sort of, you know, launched this whole slew of events after that. And it was a lot of fun. And I promoted a lot of artists. I mean, we had belly dancers and people doing these karate routines and singers and bands, comedians, models, you name it, we had it on that stage. And guess who the only one that did not perform on that stage was? Me. You and me. Oh, hmm. I know, isn't that funny? It is odd because I ended up, taken the role of a producer so I ended up you know I produced the whole uh, the whole entire event and it was just too much craziness and I just didn't perform I didn't do anything except for produce and I was sort of like a part hostess uh but I was running around the whole night and anyway it turned out that my last events were in Times Square and they were just I think the last event I did was 600 people it was crazy a lot of people. It was really a lot of fun. And if I had to do it again, I probably would. But this time I would do it for Dark Beauty. I would do it to promote Dark Sweet. Beauty. Yeah. So that's my third fact. Mm-hmm. What about you? I know nobody, nobody's going to believe this. Uh-oh. But I am a Taria fan. Oh, I would have never guessed that. I know. Okay. But seriously, folks. Um, <laughs> Surely you're not serious. <laughs> 
I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. But a bump. Uh, but bump. That's, that's like so, an ongoing um, thing for us. What is it, it is. about the airplane spoofs? I love them. I mean, the airplane movies are hysterical. Oh, I know. Has anybody out there not watched an airplane movie? I mean, they're just way too much fun. You must watch the airplane movies. <laughs> the airplane movie. And then you must post about it on the Facebook. <laughs> and the Google. And the Google. <laughs> and oh the Twitter. God. And the Twitter. Uh, there you go. So, um, fun fact number three for me is I am actually a sword fighter. I am a fencer. That is um, so cool. Not not a very good one as of yet. I've only been back into it for a year. I actually fenced, I uh, did Olympic style fencing when I was in seventh and eighth grade. We actually had a fencing club. One of the teachers at the school was a was an accomplished fencer, was an accomplished sword fighter. So I was actually in the fencing club in seventh and eighth grade. I uh, found out that there is a club here in Pittsburgh that teaches German longsword. So I started getting, uh, I started taking lessons there. And then I actually started kind of getting more involved involved in um in the broken plow that's the club name for anybody near pittsburgh who who might like to join and and get into some sword fighting um but we uh started getting more involved with that started getting into uh i now do some scorekeeping for tournaments i show up at the tournaments and keep score uh the last one we did we hosted a tournament for uh i want to say the tri-state region I think everybody, we had some people come in from like the Carolinas, North, North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, but most of them were New York and various other spots in Pennsylvania. Um, so we did, uh, I kept a score all day for a, for an all day event and a double elimination bracket. So that was, that was kind of cool. And, uh, we're going to be starting up some new, uh, Indian clubs or the, the proper name is meal M I E L. Uh, classes and uh, I will be assisting with the instruction on those as well. That sounds like so much fun and it also sounds like amazing exercise too. It is. Um, Broken Plow, everybody at Broken Plow is is just amazing. Those, these, the, the guys and gals there are amazing and they're actually not, um, I'm going to kind of roll in a bonus fourth fact. Um, I've actually lost 65 pounds. That's awesome. Um, and Broken Plow is actually a, a very big reason that I have lost uh, a good por- portion of that weight because of the, not only because of the sword fighting, but because there are actually a lot of people there who have also lost weight. So it's kind of like a support group. And, um, you know, on weeks when things aren't so good, they're just like, you know what, you just got to pick yourself up and, and go back at it the next the next day. And, uh, it's, it's really a great group. So it's, um, uh, it's great exercise. Um, I get to beat things with a large, heavy, blunt object. Uh, they don't give me sharp sword yet. <laughs> that and, sounds like fun. Uh, you know, and it's a great group of people. That sounds amazing. It sounds like a lot of fun and I wish I could just go and watch. You probably can one of these days when you get out to Pittsburgh yeah. or actually if, we, if we get a tournament in New York, I'll probably keep score as well oh that would be really cool you'll definitely so have can... to let me know when you're doing that i would love to come out and see it hey maybe we'll get some footage for all of you uh fans out there as well oh that would be so much fun that would be so much fun liz and sue <laughs> narrating sword fighting <laughs> there you go this There's would be a good sign. this would be a great live chatterbox rocks event for sure 
Yes, especially on those occasions where the uh, the score table gets run over by errant fighters who exit the ring. <laughs> That's happened a couple of times. I'll be I'll be sure to bring my extra shield with me. <laughs> All right, so that's all we had for our extra fun facts right now, but we do have a couple of shout-outs. Liz, take her away. Yes, we want to shout-out to our very good and new friend who just joined our group, Sam Hain. Thank you so much for all of the people that you invited into Chatterbox and for helping to spread the word. We really appreciate your help, and we're thrilled to have you as a part of our group. So thank you, Sam. And also a shout out to our friend Linda Visedo. She's the lead singer, uh, let's see, rhythm guitarist. She's a composer. She does all this fabulous music for her band called Slippery When Wet. And she does it with a lot of attitude. So if you guys are into classic rock, 70s and 80s, party rock and blues, you are going to love Slippery When Wet. It will be sure to satisfy your craving. So please check out her link at facebook.com slash the original Slippery When Wet since 1980. That's a long link, but Definitely check it out. Uh, and you can tweet Linda at Linda V. Sato. And we'll be sure to post the links there for you guys to uh, find her awesome music and network with her. And let her know that Suzanne and Liz sent you over or say, hey, the girls from Chatterbox Rocks sent you over to say hi. So shout outs to both of our friends once again, Linda V. Sato and Sam Hain. Thank you so much for all your support. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in with us yet again and joining in uh, a little bit of silliness that we don't normally have here on the Chatterbox. And we will see you all next week. Thank you again so much. You guys mean so much to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Chatterbox. Chatterbox. Shut up, shut up,